Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for joining me this morning on the program. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And the condition report is being brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait in Toma. And the hotspot report brought to you by Our House Marine. And let's just hop right into the... uh, uh, the hotspot report here this morning. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, as far as a place to go anyway, I'm looking at, uh, I, I, I think, you know, depending on how, far, you know, north or south anyway, I think if I'm going to go north, I'm going to be looking into some of those, uh, those backwater areas uh, up there around uh, the Trempolo area. Uh, those are going to be the, the places that you want to check out. Uh, spoke to some folks up there this morning at Fat Cat and, Got uh, got the report there. It is kind of quiet, um, but the crappie bite is starting to pick up, and uh, the uh, the big bluegills are still on the uh, uh, they still have the feed bag on. So if you can get in there and find them, um, that's going to be the place to uh, going to be placed the place to check out some of those uh, some of those backwater areas. Uh, and I, I, the whole the same will hold true, I think, in some of those backwater areas down south, down by Brownsville. Uh, in the Goose Island area, in that uh, in that area as well, um, you just might have to contend with <laughs> a lot of trumpeter swans down there. And we'll talk more about uh, a little bird watching a, a little later on in the in the program here. But uh, uh, yeah, there's uh, you know those are going to be the place you're, you're going to want some place again a little bit out of the current, uh, and of course going to have to deal with the high water, but. Um, it, we're, well, and I'll talk more about that in just a moment here too. But uh, um, you know, if you can find the, you know, if you can find the walleyes, I, I think you'll do fairly well. Um, and again, just uh, some big minnows and uh, you know, things like that will be uh, uh, will serve you very well uh, as far as uh, what to use to catch them anyway. But um, you know, you're looking for places with like current breaks or. You know, again, some of those back channel areas that uh, um, aren't going to have that that forceful current here, and uh, that, those are going to be the places that uh, that I think you're going to want to you're going to want to check out. Other than that, I haven't really uh, heard a whole lot. I haven't seen a whole lot of uh, uh, of folks out. Uh, it just, uh, I, I, you know, again, we're just a combination of uh, the time of the year. And a combination of uh, uh, just the the high water conditions, um, you know, we're just uh, unfortunately uh, having to deal with Mother Nature a little more so than uh, than normal. And and actually, you know, it, it, and I'm going to shift over now from uh, the hotspot report again, brought to you by uh, the folks at Powerhouse Marine here. 
uh, switch over to the conditions report and kind of get a little bit more uh, in depth with that. I was actually kind of surprised. I saw this. Uh, I saw this yesterday. Um, that as far as the conditions go on the Mississippi, uh, I, I was surprised and not surprised um, that we set for October anyway set a record for the highest average uh, river stage for the Mississippi River in La Crosse, uh, and the records apparently go back to 1937. But yeah, this year was uh, was one of those years. At, uh, well, it's sitting at the top spot by almost a, a good foot. Um, it, it, the average was 10.83 feet, and uh, that's just uh, that's just why. I mean, that, and that's the first time that's the first time it's cracked 10 feet. And gosh, it was almost you know that's almost 11 feet. So so that's for 2019. And actually, looking they, the Weather Service folks put together the top 10 list, if you will. Um, the next closest is uh, 1986, but then right after that, it's 2018. Uh, and then you keep looking down, There's it goes you know, 2016, 2017 uh, for averages. Um, so, I mean, it's not a new phenomenon, because I, I know I've talked to people, and I've wondered about it as well. It's like, boy, I don't remember it ever being this high. Well... Not quite, but it was in the in the ballpark. But yeah, again, you know, you you, you know, ten point eight three this year anyway, and then in eighty six it was nine point nine three, and then nine point one uh, in twenty eighteen. In twenty seventeen it was eight point two, uh, and in twenty sixteen it was eight point six. So I mean, you know, that's you know fairly you know some fairly you know a couple of feet there difference, but uh, um, and really even if it was, man. Wouldn't it be great if it was even just like around eight feet? You know, that would be uh, that would be something. But yeah, it's just uh, it's just high, and unfortunately, I think that's kind of putting the kibosh on a lot of uh, a lot of folks getting out fishing. Uh, I talked to the folks up at Fathead. Just, I mean, it's just hardly anybody has gone out, and, and you can't really you know you can't really blame them too because. Uh, you know, not in addition to you know, of course, the the high river stage, uh, having to deal with a lot of the flow as well, um, and just looking at the chart this morning, anyway, you know, up at uh, up at Winona, it's about eighty two, uh, ninety two, and one or up at Trempolo, uh, Dresback, it's ninety four, uh, one hundred and three up at or down in Genoa, and one hundred and thirteen in Lynxville. So you know that. that that's that's a lot of water still moving through. Yeah, it's coming down, but it's uh, uh, that's just a lot of water that's uh, that's moving through there. And right now in Lacrosse, I mean, it's at ten point five right now in Lacrosse uh, this morning, uh, and forecast to go down to about nine and a half feet by next weekend. And again, I'll believe it when I see it, but um, we'll uh, we'll just see. Yeah, and just uh, big challenges to get out there and uh, uh, deal with the current. So yeah, you're looking at backwater areas is where you're where you're thinking of wanting to go anyway. And um, by all means, if you are going to be heading out, uh, just my last little piece of uh, uh, you know, current conditions anyway um, is that uh, <laughs> that water's getting cold. 
It's uh, we're we're low forties right now. Uh, it's forty two across the board. Uh, Petrempolo, Dresback, Genoa, uh, forty five in Linksville, but three degrees when it's that uh, the water's that cold. Not going to make a whole lot of difference. Um, so definitely want to uh, make sure that if you are going out, uh, that you're wearing as much safety gear as you possibly can. Um, you know, wear that life jacket, boy, you just do not want to be messing with, uh, messing with that water and that current. Uh, that's just a nasty combination. If you would happen to, uh, happen to fall in, that's not a good situation. So be safe if you're out there. And again, that water is, uh, that water is cool. Keep the minnows cool anyway when <laughs> you take them out so but anyway uh that's uh yeah it's it's again challenge and uh you know like i said you know you you're looking for places to go again you know get to those backwater areas um i'm not sure i i know boy i went up uh, last weekend i went up to visit some friends up in trumpolo and i got up there a little early and so i just was driving around, drove over to the lock and dam and man, they, uh, uh, that landing was completely flooded out. I'm sure it's come down a little bit since, uh, since then, but, uh, uh, probably not a whole lot. Uh, so, and, and I'm guessing, you know, other boat landings uh, kind of from what I'm seeing and reading this morning anyways, that, you know, they're still kind of underwater. Um, but so that's another Another challenge to deal with as well. You, you know, like I said, I, I've seen a few uh, boats out here and there uh, at, at some of the land, you know, trucks and trailers, I should say, at some of the landings. But um, it's uh, you got to be kind of a diehard. Although at this point, you, you got to be kind of a diehard to begin with, and they'll be out there. I'm sure there'll be guys out there in boats until uh, until we see first ice, and even then, probably a few will keep trying. So that's just the uh, just the way it goes. But yeah, and again, you know, to to kind of talk a little bit more about the the fishing report here I, I, on some other notes, um, but uh, um, yeah, the walleye the walleye bite. You can find some places out of that, you know, find those current breaks and places like that. That's where you're going to have some success. And I think you might also uh, find some success, too, if you're, you know, you're looking for uh, uh, maybe some bass. Um, got a report here anyway that, that smallmouth are hitting on crankbaits on rocky areas along main channel shoreline. Um, and if, if you can find some place that's maybe got a little bit of a current break in there, um, that wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be too bad. Um, if you're looking for largemouth, you know areas it, those backwaters are going to be the the areas as well. So uh, don't be terribly surprised if you you know you do a little crappie fishing back there and you latch onto a bass or two. Wouldn't be surprised if there's a northern in there as well because I'm guessing they're they're feeding pretty well. This is kind of their prime. Temp or a good prime temperature for them, so. But yeah, again, uh, you know, you're fishing for panfish, chunk of night crawler, uh, something a little bigger, maybe crappies, you know, what have you. Uh, maybe even some of those larger uh, bluegill. 
just some some nice minnows. Um, same for the walleye as well. So, uh, you know, stop into to folks up, you know, folks up at Fat Cat there if you're headed out and you know, grab some minnows up and or go see, uh, you know, certainly don't have to deal with all the conditions out in Toma anyway. And, uh, you know, Lake Toma and maybe some of those cranberry bog areas in there might not be too bad to uh, uh, check out for a little late-season action. Um, certainly uh, certainly could do well with the panfish, I'm sure, out at, uh, out at Lake Toma. They'll be, uh, they'll be biting the crappies and maybe a few perch in there. So stop in and see uh, Don over at Roscoe's there, and he'll get you set up with what you need, whether it's, you know, minnows or big chunk of night crawlers, something like that. We'll get you all set with that. So, all right. That is the uh, condition report. Again, brought to you by uh, Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma and the Hotspot Report, brought to you by Powerhouse Marine here in La Crosse. It is coming up on 822. Take a break and come back in just a couple of moments with more of WKTY Outdoors here on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Yeah, you know, for a bunch of stuffed fish on my wall, <laughs> you're great listeners. What's that, Mr. Bass? You was uh, talking to Poppy Crappie, says that fall fishing is excellent. And to go to Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma for my fishing accessories and live bait, Roscoe's Live Bait also knows all the good spots. Well, I could just kiss you right on the mouth. Mwah! Moral of the story, listen to your stuffed fish and go to Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma. It's where everybody goes for their tackle and bait. It's where everybody goes. Good morning, problem solver. Here's your mission for today. You're going to meet some up-and-coming businesses, somebody just like you who lives here and is trying to make things happen. And here's the thing. This business is looking at all the advertising stuff out there and going, what the, how the, where am I supposed to? And you're going to smile and say, we got you. See, there's a bunch of ways people can advertise, but the problem solver, that's you, knows marketing and strategy and ideas, the stuff that is the glue that holds it all together, a golden thread that's bigger than Insta, Radio, Face, Google, Gram Chat stuff. If you're the problem solver who can come up with barn-buckling business strategies, do we have a job for you? A building with tools to market online, great big radio stations, video editing, SEO. Oh, this is an idea person's dream. We'll even train you. This is Midwest Family Lacrosse, and you need to come work with us before someone else finds out how cool this job is. Email Teresa at Teresa T at MWFbroadcasting.com. Midwest Family Lacrosse is an equal opportunity employer. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. It is 824. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you for joining me on the program this morning. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And before we hop back into uh, the world of the outdoors and fishing, uh, Todd, take a quick peek at the sports calendar for today. Uh, we've got UWL football coming your way again uh, this afternoon, oh, probably around 1235 or so, give or take. Uh, 
that action, uh, guys were just leaving, as a matter of fact, as I was coming in this morning. They're uh, headed over to Whitewater to, as the uh, the Eagles uh, take on Whitewater. And that'll be a challenging game, but a, a good one, I'm sure. Uh, but that'll get all underway uh, about 12.35 this afternoon here on WKTY. And then tonight we've got uh, the Toronto Raptors coming to visit the Milwaukee Bucks. And that will get started with the pregame at 6.30 here on WKTY. And then uh, tomorrow uh, for the Packer game, we've got pregame coverage starting at uh, 1 o'clock as the Packers uh, head out west to take on the Chargers. Uh, again, the kickoff scheduled for about eh, 3.25 or 3.30 or so, somewhere in there. And then uh, we'll get the game underway. So plenty of Packer action for you tomorrow afternoon here on WKTY. Also, uh, on our sister station, 1410 WIZM, uh, we've got some auto racing for you as well. And that's going to be the uh, AAA Texas 500. Uh, and that will also get started at 1 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Again, on our sister station, WIZM 1410 uh, on your AM dial, uh, 92.3 on your FM dial as well so got plenty of sports action for you here this afternoon or this evening and this afternoon and tomorrow and tomorrow afternoon here all sorts of good stuff uh well it was that it, it just uh was thinking about this uh I, last night a little bit thinking about it, and i'm like hey what am i going to talk about today on the show and uh it was just uh, i was with some friends last night uh, uh their son um Reed Johnson. Okay, we're going to give the shameless plug to GET here. Watch them play Aquinas last night. And uh, hey, that was uh, that was quite the football game. Boy, GET just uh, kept pounding it, and man, they looked pretty good last night. They uh, they they played a very good played a very good game, and they'll play again next Friday against Prairie du Chien up there. So um, probably be at that one as well. But no, I was up there and. And just sitting in the crowd with friends and, and some other folks. And uh, besides talking about football, <laughs> obviously it was a little cool last night. And uh, um, talking about boats and boating and uh, folks were making a few jokes. It's like, yeah, going to be ice fishing this weekend. Well, I don't think we're going to be quite doing that yet. But uh, we're, <laughs> sadly, we're we're pretty close. And I I think this year we'll uh, we'll have ice here pretty soon. Although I was thinking about this this morning as well, and I'm like, you know, I can almost guarantee we're going to have a week somewhere in November here where it's going to just zip up to like 65 degrees for like three or four days, and it's going to be really nice. And you know, I it just have that feeling. It's like, yeah, we're going to get a couple days like that. <laughs> where it's just it's going to be just sort of. One last gasp of like, hey, this is what nice weather is like, and then winter will descend upon us here. So, but that's just you know the way it goes some days. But what are you gonna do? But anyway, uh, yeah, if, a couple of the folks I was with, you know, kid, oh, yeah, go ice fishing this weekend. I'm like, okay, well, you know, we're not that we're not that far away. We really aren't. Um, and just, like I said, the way things are going, who knows? Uh, but, um, but yeah, so that's what I'm like, I wanted to talk about today is just getting set for the upcoming ice fishing season. And, uh, also had the thought just sort of like the old, 
the the Boy Scout motto is, you know, be prepared. Uh, and then, you know, that obviously means being prepared, making sure that, you know, all of your equipment is ready to go and uh, not forgetting some of the little things that may turn out to be big things on that first trip if they're left behind. So, but anyway, uh, to just kind of to start out anyway is just, you know, make a list of everything that you might need for a trip. Uh, then as you go through and, you know, add it to your pile of gear, eh, just check it off. That way you know you've got it, and more importantly, you know it works. So uh, let's start out with, you know, with what you're hauling the gear in. Uh, not necessarily your vehicle. Hopefully that works. But, you know, early in the season anyway, odds are you're going to be walking to your spot or uh, spots, uh, dragging along a portable shelter or sled. Um just make sure the sled's got enough room for all your gear, including the, you know, auger, depth finder, heater, and, uh, oh, yeah, the, the rods, reels, and rest of the tackle, so to speak, uh, that you'll be needing. Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea to load all of your gear in that sled, make sure it all fits, and even if you get it all in, think about what might happen if you pull it across some rough ice or down a hill, and does it look like it's going to stay put? If not, then, well, you know, get some bungee cords or rope or whatever and tie it down. Because there's nothing worse. You know, you're dragging that out there. It's all behind you there. Something falls out, bounces and falls out. and uh, yeah, Kind of a pain. You know, especially when you, you know, <laughs> go all the way back and get it. and just, uh, No, what a hassle. Again, you know, you, you know, you're going to want something lightweight to carry your gear in. Oh, I forget, a chair or a bucket or something as well. That's going to be something to sit on as well, and that'll be important too. Um, but, yeah, again, while you want something lightweight to carry your gear, you're also going to be you know, carrying some as well. Uh, before that, good into that. Before that, however, start with what you're wearing. You know, Make sure the, the boots are good. They fit well. Obviously, you're going to need them to keep your feet warm. Uh, but on the outside, you know, you should consider really any time of the season, uh, not just the early part, but any time of the ice fishing season, any time you're going to be walking out on the ice, is a, a good pair of grippers for the bottom of those boots. Um, and there's a lot of different ones out there, some good, some not. But uh, just, you know, make sure that the ones you get give you traction on the slipperiest of conditions, especially, you know, when we get – that early ice, it's just, there's just, you know, and that wind comes along, and if that ice gets a little wet or a little slick or whatever, and there's no snow there to sort of, you know, step on and things like that, boy, yeah, that ice gets uh, that ice gets slick. And there isn't much give un- unless you get a good padding on the backside anyway. Uh, that's just jarring. <laughs> I mean, Speaking from experience, of course. Um, slip and fall, that's not fun. Um, but yeah, something, you know, you slide over your boots or whatever and just, uh, you know, give you a good grip on the ice. Uh, another thing, too, uh, kind of on the, the, the safety side here as well, uh, certainly for uh, early ice anyway, uh, is a, a spud or ice chisel of some kind. Um, and it's got a, it does have a lot of uses. It's not just, you know, for checking the ice ahead of you to see if it's safe. No, you can also, you know, 
make your hole with it, enlarge your hole, uh, chip things out if, you know, you find an old hole and you want to just use that, chip stuff out with that, you know. Or if the sled gets frozen in uh, after a day's worth of use. Um, again, keep in mind, like I said, uh, you know, early in the season, the ice isn't going to be as thick. So besides the spud, um, may want to also pack in a hand auger or even an ice saw. Um, I've seen a few that fold in half, and, you know, I know they're nowhere near as heavy as toting along a gas auger to get those holes drilled. And, you know, if you do go with either uh, the hand auger or ice saw, just make sure the blades are sharp. Um, if not, uh, either replace them. I, you can get them in a lot of different places or order them online uh, or have them professionally sharpened. Um, and if you do uh, go the other route anyway and, and get the uh, gas or electric auger um, or even the uh, drill-powered ones, yeah, just fire it up. Make sure everything works. You know, make sure everything's running smoothly. Make sure the blades are sharp. Um, you know, if it doesn't, you know, try not to cut yourself testing the blade. You know, get a piece of paper or something like that, slide it over, and you know, if it doesn't really uh, cut well, then obviously you know you need to get the blade sharp. But if it does, well, then you're in good shape. So, another thing to uh, uh, think about as well is uh, just. Fire up that heater. Make sure that that works as well. Of course, this time of year, you know, temperatures will fluctuate a little bit. You may or may not need it, but certainly at some point you will. But And, and so since you're putting all the gear together, you might as well make sure that it works. And um, certainly uh, you got the shanty and you got the little ice, you, know, you got a heater of some kind. It, it'll, it'll help keep you a little more comfortable and maybe keep you out on the ice a little bit uh, a little bit longer, especially when you get that good bite going. But yeah, just uh, test it out, make sure it works. Um, you know, just uh, try not to set yourself on fire or set the house or the garage or anything like that. Just be careful if uh, if you're going to be doing that. Test it outside, maybe. Um, that probably is a good piece of advice. Um, so just make sure that uh, that's all ready as well. And, you know, speaking of uh, more gear anyway, um, certainly something that uh, is very important to have is uh, is that electronic depth finder. Um, just make sure that, you know, all the batteries are fully charged, you know, and after everything's all charged up, yeah, fire it up. Make sure it's uh, operational. Um, and some of them, you know, you just simply hold the, the transducer a couple of feet off the floor, adjust the gain up and down until it shows a depth reading. Uh, you know, it may not match in some cases, but, you know, that's okay since uh, you know, sound waves travel differently at, or travel at different speeds through the air than through the water. So it uh, might be a little bit, uh, uh, you're just making sure that it works, you know. Everything uh, powers up and you get uh, readings that, you know, you can interpret very well and, same goes for anything, you know, uh, same goes for uh, the uh, the underwater cameras as well. Uh, my buddy Jeff's got a couple of them and uh, usually lets me borrow one and I'll he'll take one as well and we'll drop them down in there. But, yeah, make sure that those are all uh, all charged up and uh, ready to go and, and work. Easy enough done. So 
check that off the list as well. And certainly uh, moving on down the list anyway, you know, most trips are going to include some type of live bait, you know, heavy on the minnows, of course. Um, getting bait to your intended destination alive is <laughs> kind of helpful anyway. Um, bait containers, not like the cheap styrofoam jobs are, you know, prone to tipping over and, again, you know, uh, sometimes not necessarily, you know, you, you get what you pay for, you know, so spend the money on a good uh, bait bucket. Uh, it will uh, come in handy year-round. Um, you know, just uh, another option, too, is uh, um, maybe use a small plastic insulated cooler with a lid that locks securely in place. Um, I've seen guys use that as well. A little, uh, leave a little igloo, if you will. Um, another option is using a, a just like a water jug. You know, again, you can buy them pretty cheap somewhere um, with a lid that screws on, and you know, they can be. Heck, you can even lay them on their sides without losing any water. And you know, those things can hold quite. A, you know, you get one probably what two, three quart or something like. You know, I mean, it, you know, you know. It's about, you know, like I said, about the size of like a two-liter soda bottle or something. You know you know what I'm talking about. Um, you, know, you can put a lot of minnows in there. Um, also comes in handy, too, you know, those uh, jugs anyway. If you need to maybe pour a little water on the ice, uh, help read the depth finder, um, you know, clean things off just a little bit. Uh, the other thing, too, is, uh, you know, don't forget a, a dip net either. Um unless you really like reaching into cold water to fish out a minnow. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're into that, go for it. But you know, that's also true for, you know, handling fish when uh, when you land them. Um, have a little net handy if you want. If you want. Also, uh, to go along with that, of course, uh, make sure you've got a dry towel or two handy and... Certainly that will uh, be of great benefit, uh, keeping your hands dry. And, you know, obviously it's going to keep you on your, keep you on the water longer um, as well. A couple of other things uh, that you might want to think about packing along that uh, I didn't think about until just a little while ago anyway is a pair of, a good pair of sunglasses Um, today, probably not going to need them if, you know, we're, all going out ice fishing, of course, but um, I know working outside or driving around in the wintertime on a sunny day, man, that just, uh, it it bothers my eyes. And I think a lot of folks are like that. So, you know, sunglasses are not just for summer. So I'm wearing them all the time outdoors when it's bright and sunny. You know, nice uh, a, a nice pair of sunglasses, maybe polarized, Help you maybe see down in the hole a little bit better, um, but yeah, <coughs> and don't you know, the the old ZZ Top song, cheap sunglasses. Uh, no, it, yeah, the you, I'm terrible on sunglasses. I'll, I'll spend money on. I, I can't spend. You know, you can spend a couple hundred bucks on a pair of sunglasses. I could never do that because I would have them probably about five minutes and I would break them. Um, even the ones I spend 20 bucks on have a shelf life of about maybe at the most six months. Just, I don't know what it is. 
I've got a pair of cheap sunglasses that were giveaways that cost me nothing that I've had now for probably a year and a half that are still in one piece. You know, but the the the, the sunglasses, the ones that I want for fishing, just <laughs> I don't know why it just is. But anyway, long and the short. Anyway, have a good pair of sunglasses around because man, that sun is bright on a, a you know. Uh, on a, a, a sunny winter day reflecting off the ice. And that just, uh, it, it not only is, is bothersome, but actually, uh, you know, it can damage your eyes. So uh, when you think about it long-term, if you're out there a long time, uh, not just one day, but, you know, a combination, you know, over the course of a season, um, you know, it, it can, the, the direct and reflected sunlight, yeah, it, it can cause problems. So... Uh, and to go along with this as well, something that you don't necessarily think about uh, as a wintertime product, um, and again, it goes right back to the, to the sun, is some sunscreen. But yeah, you wouldn't think about it. Um, you wouldn't think about sunburn during the winter, but again, same situation. You, know, you have all that, you know, obviously a bright sunny day, um, but that light is just bouncing up off the snow and onto any exposed skin, you know. Obviously, when it gets cold, you get that, you know, you get that red face and everything like that. But, yeah, you'll you'll get that raccoon kind of striped, you know, little bandit face uh, if you got the sunglasses on anyway. And a little sunscreen might not be a bad thing, especially, you know, you get through, get a stretch there where you're going to be out on the ice a lot when, uh, on sunny days and, yeah. And so something to, something to keep in mind. Um, obviously I haven't touched on uh, the, the real important stuff, or well, I should say, let me rephrase that, uh, on the, the stuff that you'll definitely need for, uh, ice fishing in any way. That's, uh, the reels and rods, um, Certainly, uh, you know, go through those and, and check those out. Make sure that they're uh, in in good shape. That those reels are turning nice and smooth. Maybe think about you know. You know certainly check the line anyway. Make sure that the, that's replaced if you need to. Um, certainly can be doing that, especially if you're you know. Uh, I use my reels throughout the course of the year on on several of my ice fishing rods, and so you know that stuff gets the line gets changed out there, but you know, there's others that, that just leave that stuff that they have dedicated reels for, uh, for their ice fishing. So yeah, just uh, take a couple moments and, and check some of that line. And, you know, if, uh, if need be, you know, snip off a few yards and recycle the line. And, you know, you got reasonably fresh, clean line on there and, uh, make sure that it doesn't, you know, it's not all kinked up and everything as well. That's the other thing. Uh, if you've left it on since last season, well, but yeah, and then, you know, check the reel or the, the, the rods out as well. Make sure those line guides are, are good and smooth and everything slides through there without any, uh, snagging and so forth. Um, so, you know, check those out, make sure that the reel seat is, uh, you know, good and that, that, that reel is good and locked in there. If you need to, uh, get some new tie wraps and, and, tighten things down and cinch things down a little bit uh, if they don't, you know, automatically lock in. Um, check those uh, check those out as well. 
And then uh, I guess really kind of the last thing here is is um, talking about the the different kinds of tackle. The cool thing about ice fishing, anyway, is that uh, you know you just you can pack a lot of tackle into a very small container, and you know lots of small jigs and spoons and all that will uh, will fit into a reasonably compact box that's easy to carry along. So just go through there and make sure that those are, you know, in decent shape. And I mean, you don't have to sharpen each hook or anything like that, obviously, but um, unless you you really want to. But um, you know, make sure that you know everything is all uh, reasonably organized and can be gotten at easy. Because it's easier to do it now, sitting in you know your workshop or basement or living room or kitchen table, whatever, wherever you get the stuff laid out, easier to, to sort that out and, and get that all organized now rather than having to mess around with it out on the uh, out on the ice or anything. So when the conditions might not be the best. So, um, but again, uh, get that all squared away as well. And I'm sure I've probably <coughs> left a, a couple of things out anyway, but yeah, it should get you on the, the right track anyway, so. Get you in the, uh, like I said, step outside and and you'll kind of get your mindset will will get to the get to the ice fishing here again. Hopefully, I don't know if we, you know who knows with the weather what will end up <laughs> at this at this rate. I mean, we got some cool nights and um, looks like maybe once we start to get into next week, uh, the end of next week where it's you know high is going to be thirty three, then. Uh, and I'm thinking we might start seeing a little bit of uh, ice around the fringe there. And just to uh, wrap thing, wrap this whole kind of segment up anyway, um, here's for, uh, you know, the, what you're aiming for as far as uh, ice goes. Uh, if it's two inches or less, stay off. Uh, four inches, uh, and I think I picked this up either from the Minnesota or Wisconsin DNR. I, I don't remember which, but... Uh, Four inches uh, ice fishing or other activities on foot. Uh, five inches snowmobile or ATV. Uh, eight to twelve inches a car or small pickup, and uh, twelve to fifteen inches a medium pickup. So, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll probably hear the stories of folks, uh, you know, pushing that, and especially with the vehicles, and that uh, that's not a not an inexpensive proposition by any uh, any stretch of the imagination. Um, certainly. So uh, let's see here. Um, let's take a quick break because it's uh, we're running a little past on time here. Uh, I'm going to take a break, come back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. Yeah. 
you know, for a bunch of stuffed fish on my wall, <laughs> you're great listeners. What's that, Mr. Bass? You was uh, talking to Puppy Crappie, says that fall fishing is excellent. And to go to Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma for my fishing accessories and live bait, Roscoe's Live Bait also knows all the good spots. Well, I could just kiss you right on the mouth. Mwah! Moral of the story, listen to your stuffed fish and go to Roscoe's Live Bait and Toma. It's where everybody goes for their tackle and bait. It's where everybody goes. I'm Brian. I'm with Dunright Remodeling and Seamless Gutters. As far as the advertising goes, we dabbled. When I started out in this business, we dabbled in a lot of different advertising. Uh, nothing worked. Hi, I'm Chuck Mefford. Make your business famous with a Brandsformation, the four-step marketing system proven to give your business real and measurable return on investment. When we went to Chuck Mefford, I was very impressed by what I heard from him. What I really love about Midwest Family is they're they're so rare because they get it. They understand that most business owners don't need media, but what they need is results. It has increased our business by 200%. What I like about Brandservation System and Midwest Family is they put it together. Chuck Medford and Midwest Family work for us. My advice would be do not dabble. Call Midwest Family. WKTY is your source for high school sports, covering more than 100 local contests each year. And each year we honor the most outstanding student-athletes in the lacrosse area by providing them college scholarships through the Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning Sportscaster Club. So far, we've given away $100,000 in scholarships. To show your support for high school athletics in the Cooley region, consider patronizing these fine sponsors. ABC Auto Body, Bluffside Tavern, Firefighters Credit Union, Fawesome Funeral Home, Kratt Lumber, Mystery Electric, Schumacher Kish Funeral Home, Wafer, Washa Chiropractic Clinic, Balduzzi Lumber, Bagnevsky Heating and Air Conditioning, Costrude and Temp, Brian Sandmeyer Insurance Agency, Remax, Brandon Kane, Killer Furniture, Five Star Telecom, and Played Again Sports. The Schneider Heating and Air Conditioning Sportscaster Club. Honoring outstanding student-athletes in the Cooley region. Roll and I'll just feel something. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And just to kind of ramp up the uh, ice fishing prep segment here, uh, one of the things, uh, certainly safety is something to to keep in mind. You talked about the uh, uh, ice spud uh, a little bit uh, earlier. Uh, but also uh, having a, a pair of uh, um, safe, you know, ice claws, you know, uh, something that if heaven forbid you'd fall through, something you can use to help get you out of the ice. You can make the, you know, you, you can buy them, but you know, I'd be willing to bet most most of you have stuff laying around the house in the garage, what have you, that uh, you can make those things up in about. 10 minutes, I would think. Um, pretty easy stuff. Uh, all you need is, a, you know, 
I'm going to quick run over the instructions here. A couple of four-inch pieces of wooden dowel about the size of a, a broom handle, maybe a little bit larger. Um, whatever material you select uh, should float in case you drop the claws while struggling. Um, and then just uh, drive a stout nail into the end of each dowel. Um, should be either like a hardened 16-penny or larger concrete nail. Um, just use a file then to sharpen the points. Uh, and then... Uh, Opposite the nail and the dowel, don't put it right in the center, but just put it off just a little bit to the side. Drill a hole in the, uh, getting fancy here, uh, drill a hole in the dowels and the uh, next to the nail anyway, and then uh, also put uh, you know some kind of uh, hook or something like that, one of those just another nail or something on the one end that you can tie a, uh, some rope to. Uh, that you can just, uh, you know, drape it around your neck, what have you. Uh, but then, yeah, drill a, a, alongside the nail, the actual nail, drill another hole so then you can kind of combine them and stick them together so that, you know, you're not dealing with, you know, a sharp point or something like that that's sticking out and can poke you or jab you, what have you. So they're all, you know, they're covered. And then uh, use that rope. Put it around your neck when you uh, are walking out there. That way, if you uh, would happen, have, like I said, heaven forbid, you'd fall through. Um, you've got them right there. You can just reach up, grab them, pull them apart, and use them to uh, to get out of the ice. And again, you know, heaven forbid, like I said, you'd fall through. Just to do your best to, to remain calm. Um, and just some suggestions here. Turn in the water towards the direction you came from. That's probably the strongest ice because you were just walking on it. Uh, dig the points of those picks into the ice, and while vigorously kicking your feet, pull yourself forward onto the surface by sliding forward on the ice. Uh, roll away from the area of weak ice. Uh, rolling on the ice will distribute your weight to avoid uh, breaking through again, and then certainly once you're out of the water, uh, get to shelter, get to heat, you know, Get some warm, dry clothing on, and you know, if you need to drink uh, warm, non-alcoholic, non-caffeinated drinks, because your body is <laughs> guaranteed. If you fall through now and hit that forty-degree water, uh, that will be a shock to your system. There's no no doubt about that. Hey, I got to take another quick break. Be back in a moment with more of WKTY Outdoors on WKTY ninety-six-seven FM, five eighty AM. Whether you're new to hunting or a seasoned veteran, this is the time to start planning. Buy your license, spend some time with the maps, maybe do some scouting, and get to know the people at Ace of Lacrosse. They're passionate about hunting, and they'll supply you with bow tuning, guns, ammo, and a lot more. And while you're there, share some of your greatest hunting stories. They'll share plenty of theirs, but make sure to wear your hip waders because it gets pretty deep at Ace of Lacrosse on Mormon Cooley Road and at aceoflacrosse.com. WKTY Outdoors brought to you by Roscoe's Live Bait, your hometown bait shop on Arthur Street in Toma. Don't miss your chance to save big during Menard's pre-Black Friday sale. Decorate your home this season with an inflatable turkey, $14.99. Give your rooms a fresh coat of paint with Dutch Boy Forever Paint and Primer in one. A gallon of flat is $17.98 after rebate. An LED shop light with built-in Bluetooth speaker is $29.99. 
Stay connected with a Google Home Hub for $79. Get these great offers plus many more through Sunday, November 3rd during Menards' free Black Friday sale. Save big money at Menards. WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And one of the things uh, mentioned earlier in the show, anyway, was that uh, good time of the year for, for bird watching. Always cool to see the uh, you know migrating geese and ducks and tundra swans, all that cool stuff. Um, and it's cool. If, if you've never been there, I, you know, and you just are into nature, I tell you what, this is something that would be great for the kids as well because um, it's it's a perfect opportunity here. Um, if you've never been over to the Brownsville Overlook, um, it's just a little south of, of Brownsville along Highway 26, real easy to get to, nice drive, Um very easy, like I said, to, to, to find the place. Um, but, yeah, for the next three Saturdays and Sundays, uh, a naturalist is going to be at the Overlook from 10 until 2 um, to help visitors understand what they're seeing. Um, so, you know, and again, I mean, I, I don't know how many different types of birds will be there, but it's uh, it, it's something to see. And like I said, it's cool for the kids because they'll have spotting scopes available. So, you know, get a nice extra, and they've got, you know, the big ones you drop a quarter into too, but they'll also have some other ones there as well. Um, so you can get a nice close-up look at the birds and um, all the different sizes, shapes, colors, what have you, and you'll certainly be able to hear them. Um, man. It's amazing how how that sound carries, and I mean, you know, you're going to get thousands and thousands and thousands of birds there. Um, so yeah, it, it will uh, it will be noisy. Um, peaceful nature is <laughs> this isn't part of it anyway. But and it, it, like I said, it's 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 very cool to see. So again, that's going to be the next uh, three Saturdays and Sundays uh, here in November from ten until two at the Brownsville Overlook um, over in uh, over in Brownsville. But yeah, it, you know, big tundra swans, geese, and everything. I mean, it's just so much fun to watch them flying around and, and just milling around uh, on their uh, on their journey south. Like you're eating, and it's it's a good time. And like I said, it's something that's uh, pretty cool for the kids to see as well. So, because um, I'm sure some of those birds are about as big as you know you get the little ones out there and everything. Yeah, it's neat. Fun time. That's going to do it for WKTY Outdoors this week. I want to thank you very much for joining me on the program today. Thank you very much to uh, Tony Ryerson and folks at Powerhouse Marine and Roscoe's Live Bait. Thanks, Don. That'll do it for this show. So thank you again for joining me. I'm Kevin Millard. Appreciate you being here. We'll do it again next Saturday with another edition of WKTY Outdoors. So until then, hey, take the kids outside. Teach them the joys of the outdoors as well. We'll see you next Saturday. Wisconsin Sports Leader. WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.